question marks. There's a lot of questions. Why? How? No logic, no reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Worst nightmare of their lives. This long nationwide nightmare. We'll start collecting clues as to the whys, the whats, and the wheres. Neighborhood by neighborhood. Literally knocking on doors. This is your worst nightmare. The nightmare. It would be a nightmare. Worst nightmare. We will not end the nightmare. We'll only explain it. Explain to us. Because this. This. This is News and Views with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Uh, welcome back. Benny Hardy here on this May 31st edition of News and Views. And we uh, we were talking about earlier about the tragedy in Texas, in Nivaldi, Texas, with the school shooter. And, you know, I, as the weekend, I listened to a little bit of news over the weekend and, and watched some of the more details that have come out regarding the shooting. And, and you know, all sorts of blame at being placed on people, blame on the weapon blamed on the police and of course there obviously were mistakes made now that's coming out you know early on we heard all sorts of things coming out and again when the press you know instead of coming with factual verifiable evidence early on they there was all sorts of stories that came out that that were not true um but but as this weekend i think it was the texas public safety director talked about some of their initial investigations and you know it's it's been pretty critical of how the local police handled the situation but i I think first of all we all need to acknowledge number one there's one true person at fault here and this is a a mentally deranged 18 year old that i won't mention his name that decided to end not only his life but life of others and uh you know some of the things we've learned about the shooter over the last few days um there's an article in the blaze over the weekend or may actually have been this morning about some details of the shooter and some people that knew him um and some of those details it talks about those who knew ramos described him as a loner who endured a rough life at home with a drug abusing mother he was reportedly the frequent of uh bullying as a teenager and he had a li- spoke with a lisp and a stuttered and w- was socially awkward they said that Remo- Ramos um, would, would violently lash out at peers and strangers and often show lawless behavior and had a few local run-ins with the law. Uh, a, lo- a childhood friend of his said that he used to play video games and exhibited strange behavior, and they also said he and another friend would go around at night shooting people with, with BB guns and uh, egging people's cars. And we talked about earlier, Tom and I talked about earlier, that you know, he didn't have a father in the home. Um, and here's a kid that's, you know, from all reports, uh, had, a, had a mother that uh, was addicted to drugs and lived with his grandparents and a kid that just uh, had, had mental problems. And number one, he's the one to blame. Uh, there'll, there'll be investigations down the road, but, uh, and we'll know more details later. But before we start casting stones at too many people, he's to blame. And I think we have a caller, Robert. Um, you want to talk about this or talk about anything else? What's on your mind? Uh, I was talk, going to, to talk. I, I talk to you guys a lot. I've called in several times. I really like your show. It's very informative. Uh, I have a friend of mine who uh, works in the, the military industrial complex and is involved in quite a few different things. I suggested to him a while back, we were talking about the shooting, and I suggested that maybe someone out there who knows how to do it would have the ability to train dogs to be able to sniff out these weapons. Uh, 
it would be easier to put canines on the property. And uh, perhaps somebody else has thought of that, but I think it would probably be something that would be worth looking into, having canines who would be able to sniff out a weapon when someone was close by or at least notify someone in some fashion. Yeah, Robert, I think that's a good idea. Um, you, you know, it's d- dogs are used in so many situations in, in airport security and the military uh, and, and, and now with police and, and, and drug and other issues. But uh, that's well, they have also have dogs. They have dogs now that can actually sniff out cancer. Uh-huh. So a, a dog, a, a, a canine, has a much more sophisticated system of, of smelling than any other animal we know of. And the fact that... Uh, uh, Generally speaking, people are more or, less, more or less afraid of a dog. I know I am. If I saw a big German Shepherd coming my way on the school grounds, I would be hauling out to get out of there. <laughs> so, but that's something to think about, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who thought about it. But perhaps they'll come down to a decision one day to maybe try that. I hope so anyway. Well, that's a good idea, Robert. I, I, think, uh, I think the main point is, is that we, we need to have open and honest dialogue between everybody involved and, and talk about some solutions because what happens, you know, particularly the Dem- Democrats and progressives, when there's a school shooting, they jump out universal background checks. Well, guess what? This guy didn't have a background. And like most uh, 17, 18-year-olds, uh, there's, there's probably no background to check. We already have background checks on about 80 80 some percent purchases in the united states of handguns that's not necessarily long guns that it, there is a thing there so there's a lot of universal, i have one more i have one a lot more of universal short, background checks yeah go ahead one more short very shortly i really my personal belief is a lot of this is because of social media and the fact that they are allowing this to continue and not doing their share to help eliminate this type of thing and i hope and pray that one day they all get their brains together and figure out that what they're doing is not helping children it is actually hurting children i gotta go to work you guys have a great day god bless good call robert thanks for the call and to robert's point there um what can social media do you know just a prime example on our show here me personally I have made comments uh, on social media about certain things and, and gotten 24-hour bans, have gotten comments saying I was, I was uh, displaying false information, and, and that was like immediate. Uh, and now, you know, weeks later, that, inf- that information that social media says was false is now true to everybody and is being reported by mainstream media. So if social media has the ability to to control political speech or opinion speech, I think social media has a higher responsibility that if they have someone that is in these chat rooms or posting things on Instagram and, and all these different social media platforms, just like this shooter is saying now that uh, he talked about this for, for days, days in advance and hours right up to uh, to the time that he could do it. Now, now if they social media can say, okay, Benny, that's false information, and that's immediate. They have an algorithm to immediately ban me. It looks like to me, with this information, they'll immediately contact the FBI and say, hey, this is what computer it came from, because uh, they can drill down and get information like that. I, I think social media has a higher responsibility in this, and, and there was a lot of red flags that they, they should have noticed. Um, I think you know there was a lot of mistakes made. There was a there's a article today in the Washington Times about the various mistakes made 
you know, down, I mean, the uh, Texas Public Safety Director talked about it. Um, and don't get me wrong, nothing against law enforcement. I got a, law enforce, a lot of law enforcement uh, friends, and I support them 100%. But, you know, they said things were made on, mistakes were made on site. Um, but just like the back door of the school, the back door of the school was left open. Uh, they think it was a, a teacher left a, a back door open. They're automatically locking doors. I think she put a rock or something's what reports are and went outside. And that's the uh, door that the gunman entered to. And guess what? When the gunman went inside, the door shut. Now it's locked. He went inside the classroom, locked himself inside the classroom. And and keep in mind, these these modern schools are designed to keep shooters out. Because when you have a school lockdown and the teachers lock their classroom, they get to notice that there's a school shooter around. They have the ability to, to lock their classrooms. Well, guess what? That's to keep a shooter out. Well, once the shooter's inside, it's not that easy for the police or any other law enforcement to get inside because it was designed with a steel door to keep a shooter out. So now you've got a, a student that's barricaded behind closed doors. And from all reports, that's exactly what happened. He barricaded his uh, self behind that door and tragically shot and killed almost everyone in that classroom. So, you know, before they start getting on the law enforcement, um, it, it, there was a lot of mistakes made along the process, and just like the the FBI and the SE, the CIA used to say during times of terrorism, you know, to, to stop a terrorist, we have to be right and we have to be accurate one hundred percent of the time. A terrorist has to be right one time. So you think about that one little mistake and and something tragic like this can happen, and it just you know it just. It, it bothers me that that politicians use this as time for, for political thunder and instead of sitting down and having common sense discussions about what we can solve, not only, hey, maybe there are some things we can do with guns, but there's awful lot of other things that uh, can be done to protect students and to deal with the mental health crisis in the United States. It's not just immediately get rid of an AR-15. That's not going to solve everything. So... Anyway, uh, there's a lot, a lot more that will be coming out about this, I'm sure, as the investigation goes along, and and hopefully we'll have some leaders that really want to have some real common sense solutions to try to help protect our kids. We got to take a break. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Ride shotgun with your five o'clock drive. Well, the drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back to News and Views on this May 31st. Um, let's turn to away from so much tragic news and uh, everything, politics and all. Just past weekend, we were off yesterday. Obviously, we were off for Memorial Day. There was a lot of discussions over the weekend from politicians, elected officials. Uh, what happened? Entertainment people and sports people saying happy memorial day and have a happy memorial day weekend even from our our vice president and sometimes i think we all stop and forget the reason of memorial day and forget about those that made the ultimate sacrifice to risk their lives and give their lives for us in service you know we talked about just a few minutes ago about the mistakes law enforcement made down in texas but at the same time these are the same people that chose a career to when there's gunfire run toward it and help people 
instead of run away from it. So before we start casting the stone, we have to remember our law enforcement, remember those that uh, people that gave our lives for us in service. And I'm remembered from a speech that in 1962 that General Douglas MacArthur gave at West Point to the cadets at the uh, United States Military Academy. The long gray line has never failed us. Whereas do so, a million ghosts in olive drab and in brown khaki and blue and gray would rise from their right crosses, thundering those magic words, duty, honor, and country. Remember those that sacrificed for our, for our duty, honor, and country. Have a good day, everybody, and we'll be back tomorrow. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Obviously, it's more problematic on the gun side as President Biden is talking about. I believe that Zelensky should have the arms and the defense equipment necessary. We have excessive spending, policies that pay people not to work, a war on American energy, an America last agenda that focuses on Ukraine's border security above America's border security. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. You know, it's rather interesting that uh, you see what's happening in Ukraine, how they need arms to protect themselves. And over here, we have all kinds of people wanting to take away our arms, including that brilliant prime minister to the north of us, Justin Trudeau, who basically wants to uh, say the way to stop gun violence is to take everyone's gun away. I mean, does anybody think that the bad guys are going to follow the law? <laughs> I mean, these people, uh, I mean, they're murdering people. Do you think uh, uh, the fact that they've got a gun when they shouldn't have one is going to make things, uh, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll obey that. Sure, right. Yeah, and, and the thing to me, every liberal politician and every, well, Dem- Democrat is scoring uh, political points during a tragedy like this. Oh, yeah. Including the president. Oh, unbelievable. Um, every uh, entertainer, sports star, or whatever that, that you know, I, I don't care about what they think about anything other than maybe... Uh, Do your job, and, yeah. and you're not political experts because you won a Grammy in some movie... Yeah, if you want to tell me about a two-deep zone defense or if you want to tell me about uh, <laughs> Thank you. you know, a triangle offense in basketball or some type of acting issue, I- I'm all ears. But I don't care what you think about anything else. Yeah. But they always come to this and start talking about this. Take guns away, take guns away, take guns away. I said, okay, let's do that. Let's take every single one of them, including the ones that protect the politicians and entertainers and sports stars. See how you do then. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's unbelievable. Speaking of sports, on the bright side, some good news. Let's start off some good news. Some yeah, great news. Yeah, we got news. some great news, yeah. I mean, how about them Pirates? I've said that at the beginning of every show for about the last five days. How it, about them Pirates? It's really amazing. I mean, we sit here, what, five, six weeks ago, and, you know, you could look. <laughs> You can make the legitimate argument. Well, there's no way Pirates will even get in the field of 64. Uh, right. I mean, they were like, what, 14 and 13 or something like that? There was a time where I think they were a game or two under 500. 
Uh, well, that was very, very early in the year, but but mid season, I mean, they they were, they were they, about five hundred. Yeah, yeah, they stayed around five hundred. At least the first third of the season was absolutely, over. Yeah. and then that's just a eighteen game winning streak. Wow, it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, let's keep it going. Um, so the big deal, of course, is not only were they going to host the regional, but if they win the regional, which I, you're looking at it, I think it's winnable. I mean, I'm not the I'm not any sports guru expert, but it looks reasonable to me. If they win that. Then they hopes the super regional, and that's mm-hmm. never happened before. Well, it's not happened in recent history. Let me put it that way. Well, it happened in two thousand and one, but you know, uh, Harrington Field at the time was not able to host host a regional. Is that or when super. they went down to Kinston? Yeah, did the regional in Wilson and did the super regional in Kinston. They played uh, University of Tennessee. Um, Ten- that, University of Tennessee is the team this year. Tennessee's like the daggone 27 Yankees. I mean, they yeah. they are unbelievable. They are rolling over. Uh, I mean, the number of wins. Uh, they beat last year's national champion, Mississippi State, the other day 23-2 to two or yeah. some ridiculous score. You know, baseball, like a lot of sports, but baseball especially, is a game of matchups. And, you know, you can you can be beat on any given day based on how a pitcher matches up to your team and, and their strengths versus your weaknesses and that type of thing. But, but you know, when you hit uh, – Tennessee's hit like 130-some home runs. They steal bases. They hit for average. Their team slugging percentage is like 650. And they got half a dozen pitchers that are just pitching lights out. I, it, yeah. It's going to take it's going to take um, uh, it's going to take a team coming in and uh, and a pitcher having an unbelievable outing, low scoring game to beat them. If we make it to Omaha, I hope somebody takes Tennessee out before we get there. Uh, <laughs> guess what? If we make it to Omaha, that will be our first game in Omaha because the the eighth seed is matched with the number one seed. Yeah. So that's who we would yeah. play yeah. if they win and we win going to Omaha. But you know, hey, you got to beat them sometime. So might as well beat them. Athletic director John Gilbert was on with Henry Hinton this morning talking about ticket sales. Here's just a clip from that interview Henry had this morning. So let me give you the order of priority for baseball is baseball season ticket holders, Pirate Club members, and then the general public is the order. We've got reserve chair backs are $90, reserve bench backs $72, and then jungle is $60. Parking, all sessions $25. Ten dollars for the individual day, and then RV parking is a hundred. Today at five o'clock is the deadline. So if you are uh, wanting to get a reserve seat and get your seat today at five, because starting tomorrow we will allocate. So we're going to go in and allocate tickets first thing tomorrow morning. So uh, that all gets underway, uh, I guess, t- tomorrow it will be the first day that you can buy. Or technically, he said after 5 o'clock. So if you can get somebody to answer the phone, I suppose you can go ahead and get your tickets right now. Uh, of course, uh, we'll play, ECU will play Coppin State, and uh, Virginia will play Coastal Carolina. The uh, Now, if we were to win, and it goes to a Super Regional, which we would host as well, uh, it would be a team out of the Austin, Texas regional, which uh, that that regional includes, uh, of course, the host team, Texas Longhorns. Uh, they were the number nine seed overall, so they were one short of uh, where we were. Uh, they will play Air Force in their first game. The other two teams are uh, Louisiana Tech's, uh, Tech and uh, Dallas Baptist. Yeah, that's a tough regional there, too. Dallas Baptist, all those Texas teams are good, but Air Force is having a good year, and... Uh... 
what, who was the other team uh louisiana tech louisiana uh, tech yeah. out of conference yeah. usa yeah um, so that's uh you know it's anytime you get to the field of 64 i mean they're there for a reason they i mean even the fourth seed that are automatic qualifiers by winning their tournament you know regardless of who they are they just won a tournament so they're hot that's right you know so that's right there's no there's no gimmies well uh let's just keep that uh, win streak going shall we so how many how many win streaks will we have this year if we won it all <laughs> well if we win the next five games in a row that will be 23 games in a row how about that and we will go to omaha how about that yeah how about that and to get to omaha you basically if you went undefeated in omaha you won you win three games to, to advance to the championship series and you win two games so basically if we win 10 more games in a row we'd be national champions keith leclerc 23 yeah uh i talked about this on friday the fact that mark robinson had been invited down to the uh, nra the national rifle association's annual meeting in houston i was waiting for this and uh he <laughs> knocked it out of the park only spoke for 10 minutes apparently got a standing ovation at one point he said, I'm here today, much to the chagrin of many of the leftists back home in my state who thought I should cower and stay home and not come here. The NRA's decision to move ahead with a three-day annual event drew some scrutiny from uh, a number of people. In fact, there were a number of Republicans that did cower and decided not to go down and speak to the NRA. Robinson spoke for a little over 10 minutes on Friday. He said he was heartbroken by the shooting in Uvalde called for schools across the country to be provided with as much security as is provided to places like airports and banks. He also claimed to loud cheers from the audience that federal lawmakers calling for more stringent gun regulations were determined to leave the law-abiding patriotic citizens of this nation unarmed and defenseless. Quote, well, I'm here to tell you right now, get your pencils out, lick them, and get ready to write this down. It's not going to happen. Robinson roared over the microphone. He can roar, too. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. We're not going to go off and uh, we're not going to go off into the night without standing up for our rights. On Thursday, prior to the convention, Robinson said in a statement that the shooting in Uvalde was evil, pure, and simple. He said he was praying for the parents and the families of the children and the school teachers who were killed. Ahead of a speech on Friday, the North Carolina Democratic Party released a letter signed by 760 parents addressed to Robinson stating that thoughts and prayers are not enough and that Robinson's appearance at the convention would show he was beholden to the NRA instead of protecting North Carolina children. Now, the truth of the matter is you talk about somebody beholden, the Democrats, I mean, you are totally beholden to these leftist jackasses. I mean, Joe Biden came out and he wants to take away nine millimeter guns from law abiding citizens. Justin Trudeau wants to end all ban sales. He wants to buy out the guns and leave the citizens of Canada, and Joe, Joe would be right there with him, leave the citizens of the United States totally unarmed. I mean, can, remember what the Second Amendment says. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. In other words... The key reason, according to the Second Amendment, that we have the right to bear arms is to keep our freedoms from domestic and foreign people that would like to take it away. And today, more than ever before, we probably have the need to keep our freedom from domestic enemies that would like to take it away. 
and and Joe Biden's bizarre statement about nine millimeters, it'll blow your lung out. Where in the world does he get that? Well, you know, part of me would just want to say, well, that's just another Biden gaffe of being no. re- related to his age because he is truly a a. I mean, he's just deeply demented. There's no there's no other way to say it. Anybody says he's not, just listen to him. But Biden has made some comments in the last forty years that's just just flat out ignorant about guns. That tells me he knows nothing about it. I mean, and of course, you hear everybody say all sorts of things. But that that yesterday or or Sunday, whenever it was, I'm just like, but but you hear honestly, you hear comments from other sitting. Uh, legislators senators and, yeah. and house members and entertainers and god knows the people in the view i mean they're just the, the dumbest people in america without a doubt well I mean, and here's the other thing too is anybody sat and think i mean say, well, nine millimeter blows somebody's lung well first of all that's not going to happen but listen the reason why you have a gun that will take somebody out is because you want to take the other person out if, if you have to it's a matter of defense Law-abiding citizens ought to have the right, if someone is breaking into their home, especially if someone's high on drugs, that you can stop them in their steps. The idea, he said, well, you know, a 22 is, that's, that's all, that ought to be plenty. Or remember we came out and said, go out and buy a shotgun. Listen, I mean, you know what? It's a little hard to fire a shotgun inside your house. A little dangerous, too. But the, I mean, a 22? You think a 22 is going to stop it? I mean... If you wear thick enough clothing, it, it might not even penetrate the clothing. I mean, it depends how close or far you are. But and listen, I'm not saying play around with a 22 like it was a BB gun. But the idea that you, I mean, basically he's saying, eh, don't worry about it if you can't defend yourself. Yeah, he said he said something. Uh, I, I had something on this where he talked about talked about. Here we go. So the idea of high caliber weapons is there's simply no rational basis for it in terms of self protection or hunting. Biden said, "Remember, the Constitution was never, never absolute. absolute. You know, it talks about, you know, why not a twenty-two? Well, a twenty-two for hunting is only useful if you're shooting squirrels. <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe you take out a rabbit, but and you know, I might have made a comment about this last week, but I, I don't want to get in details because I don't want to give anybody ideas. But the fact that AR-15s are used have been used in recent shootings." I, I honestly blame it on social media and the press making this weapon so popular yeah. because if anyone knows a lick about firearms, and I know more than a lick, I would just say it. I, but, and if someone wants to call and dispute what I'm getting ready to say, they can at 252-561-8255. But there are so many more deadlier, cheaper options to kill people that I will not talk about that – you know, it, it, these school shooters are young kids that yep. have have mental problems that have been looking at stuff on the Internet. Yep. And the press is basically tell them that's how you do a school shooting. You go out and buy an AR-15. Yep. Well, those things are so expensive. They need to ask the question, where the hell did the guy get the money yeah. to buy yeah. it? Yeah. You know, the I thing mean, we were talking about off the air last week was the fact that you have some of these shoot 'em up games, these sniper games that the kids can get on their, their or their phones, or they can download it and play it on their Xbox or whatever. And I'm sorry, it desensitizes. I mean, if you want to come after something that is perfectly legal that maybe needs to put some restraints on it, look, these 12, 13, 14 year old kids do not need to be playing these games. And, and it's it's not going out and shooting rabbits or shooting ducks. 
There's sniper games where you're the sniper and you're aiming to take out individuals, humans. And, and look, some of these games are very realistic. I'm sorry. I, you say, well, it's only a game, Lamprecht. I'm sorry. There is, there's something that desensitizes the, the kids that are playing these games. I, I, just, I really think it, that's something that needs to be addressed. Well, there's been experts that um – psychological experts that's talked about this that you know that's one of the things that are probably leading to it not to mention for the last two years well for about two years we stuck kids at home in front of a computer yep. looking at god knows what with no social interaction yep. and said you can't come to school yep. so i mean what do you expect yep. hey we gotta take a time out stay with us we'll be right back This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Take a quick look at your weather forecast. Clear skies tonight, a low around 68. Sunshine tomorrow, warm, high 90, uh, 96. Yeah, Tomorrow night, clear skies, low of 71. Chance of showers on Thursday and Thursday night, 50% chance. High on Thursday, around 95. So uh, enjoy the warm weather. Brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Whether you're looking to spin your summer poolside, courtside, or greenside, Ironwood Golf and Country Club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fee required. Headed to the beach? Pack your clubs. Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort, the Compass Point uh, Golf Club, and Magnolia, Green, Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington. For more information, contact Membership Director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. Join in the fun at Ironwood today. So basically, uh, if you join Ironwood, you're a member of four different clubs, including Magnolia Greens, uh, Compass Point, and uh, the Beaufort Club. So uh, get ready to go to the beach and uh, pack your clubs. 561-8255. Marty's on the line. Hey, Marty. Hey, Marty. Hello, Mr. Tom. Hey, Mr. Benny. How you doing? Doing Good. well. Good to hear from you. Uh, yes, sir. I just want to tell, talk to Mr. Benny about what he just said about the 223 being so uh, made so popular by the media. Uh, a, 20, a 223 is like a 22 caliber round. I've got a lot of guns that, you know, would swallow that bullet in, in a second. Well, you know, when people make the comment it's no more than a 22 that's not exactly accurate you know the caliber of the of the ballistic coming out of it yes but you know the powder coming out of it is is a lot more powder and the ballistics are multitude times faster than a 223 but i mean i i get you get your point there's a lot i was talking to tom off air there are a lot more weapons that are intended to be total destruction with one shot versus you know, multiple shots that, um, that there's, a, there's a lot of other options. And uh, I, I just don't want to get in that in case we've got any crazies listening to or anything. But it's just, <laughs> you know, the AR-15 is made, mainly made popular, too, by the fact that, uh, you know, people like to, to, to target practice with it. it. It's relatively cheap to shoot compared to some some rounds. I mean, that's now now no rounds are too cheap to shoot. But, uh, but, but the fact that it looks like a military weapon – uh, you know, they they call it an assault rifle. It's not an assault rifle. Is that it's not, a light rifle? Not true. That's right. It doesn't even mean that. But uh, but it's just it's just kind of laughable to hear politicians and entertainers and people in the media, you know, that know absolutely nothing about what they're talking about. They just speak in platitudes and just just repeat what they hear everyone else say. 
That's right. Well, I started hunting when I was four years old. I'm now 48, getting ready to be 49. Both my boys, one's 21, the one's just turned 15, and both of them know how to operate a weapon and hunt with it with respect and not do crazy stuff. Sounds like you're a good dad, Marty. Thanks for the call. It's Appreciate all, it's it. It's all how you bring people up. Yep. But boy, that's a, and listen. That's about a lot of things. Well, <laughs> and Marty just hit the nail on the head. I, 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 you've heard very little about uh, this kid that did the shooting down in Uvalde. But uh, one thing that uh, we, we, it's, it's pretty obvious by what is said and what has not been said, his family life was screwed up. And yeah. he did not have a dad in his life. I, you know, of, of all the of all the, the the common denominator in all these issues where young boys go out and do something stupid and dangerous and and evil, it's a lack of a dad. Yeah, yep. we I, I talked about it a little bit last week. I did some quick research after the shooting and and went to the FBI's reports. And of all all the mass school shootings that that related to a shooter. Um, like this that was a mentally deranged person not not some gang member in chicago you know fighting over some drug deal or something but a school shooting like this in every single instance but one it was a fatherless home and that's the fact yeah yep it's, i mean it's it's a common denominator hey marty thanks for the call appreciate it so the big story out today uh and it is extremely frustrating is a federal jury today came out and declared the Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman not guilty of lying to the FBI. There was a uh, op-ed in the New York Post, and I, it, it just sums it up in just a few sentences really well. Uh, they say, quote, big surprise. A jury in that liberal bastion of Washington, D.C., one of the likely included actual um, – a, a, let me start again. Big surprise, a jury in that liberal bastion of Washington, D.C., one that likely included actual donors to Hillary Clinton's campaign, found her lawyer, Michael Sussman, not guilty of lying to the FBI. Sussman had told FBI General Counsel James Baker that he wasn't representing any particular client when he passed along a tip about a supposed Donald Trump secret server communicating with the Russians. The story was all bunk, of course, peddled by a lawyer working for Clinton who wanted to create an October surprise against Trump. There are text messages of Sussman lying to Baker about operating independently, even as he billed the Clinton campaign for his time. Baker testified under oath that Sussman lied, but we guess it takes more than a paper trail, financial documents, and eyewitnesses for a D.C. jury to believe a Democrat can lie. The media will treat this as vindication for treating special counsel John Durham's probe as a nothing burger. But Sussman's defense and the fact that the jury bought it makes this scandal even worse. Sussman argued that no matter what he actually said, the FBI knew he was a partisan actor. Everyone was aware he was working for the Clintons and that this wasn't an unbiased tip-off. And indeed, his legal team introduced evidence that showed the FBI obscuring Sussman's involvement. Higher-ups told agents that the tip had come from an anonymous informant or even the Department of Justice, giving it far more credence than it deserved. Why? Because they were frantic to tar Trump. FBI Director James Comey and others cheered on the investigation the trial revealed. So by professing his innocence, Sussman proved the FBI's guilt. 
the nation's highest investigative agent, acted as a partisan weapon during the 2016 campaign. Using the flimsiest of dirty tricks from the Clinton campaign, the Steele dossier, and the server story to conduct wiretaps, interview Trump campaign staff, and most importantly, leak it all to the press. The FBI's behavior here was shameful, but like the jury, the liberal media will see no evil and everyone gets away with it. Uh, I mean, that, that sums it up. I mean, again, this judge who oversaw this trial was an Obama appointee. Um, there were in, in the, and he, listen, the, the, process, the, the Durham folks wanted to be able to kick off at least one, I think it was more than one of the jurors mm-hmm. who were, one was an AOC supporter Three were Hillary Clinton donors, mm-hmm. and he wanted to say, no, 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 this is their bias. And another juror was uh, the mother, or it was the parent, I don't know if it was a mother or father, was the parent of a child who played sports with one of Sussman's kids. <laughs> you can't make this stuff no. up. No. I, I, I hate to say it, but I knew the outcome was determined. I, I, I said that two when, weeks ago when they were doing this, I said... This is not this is not good for for the uh, folks in the uh, Durham camp. And and the judge didn't. Uh, I mean, he didn't exactly. When when I read over some of the the trial uh, reports the last few weeks or whatever, I mean he he did not make it too easy for for presenting evidence and what he oh, allowed. Oh, he, he tossed a bunch of evidence, and, and it's just ridiculous. But you know, can you imagine for a second, even if it wasn't something as serious as trying to affect an election how about if it's just hunter biden being charged for i don't know let's just say child pornography or whatever whatever is on his well. laptop i mean I, I think that's not i don't think that's a stretch it's not black and white it's an actually in technical yeah but can you imagine them allowing a juror that if if they saw a facebook post from a juror that had a make america great again hat on you think they would toss him out in a washington dc circuit Bingo. federal court I, now I'm now now uh, John Durham came out and said you know we'll respect the the decision of the jury. I, I really wish they had called a mistrial or something based on the jury pool. But well, I, and maybe I'm just hoping here. But I, you think he's got something well, bigger well, coming here, down the pike? Here you go. And that, and I'm not going. I'm not a lawyer, obviously. But you know I, I watch a lot of stuff. And, <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I listen to a lot of law. He watches a lot of Perry Mason. And I tell you what, I've paid enough damn lawyer fees. I ought to have at least a minor in it. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, so, sometimes in these criminal cases, I mean, the important thing was, hey, they just had a the uh, manager of the Hillary Clinton campaign testify under yeah. oath yeah. that Hillary Clinton told him to take that to the press. Yeah. That same information. And, and, and the same day... Uh, Sussman takes it to the press and the FBI as directed by Hillary Clinton. So sometimes there's trials, there's evidence and testimony done under oath that will you know help you to get an indict, indictment for something else. So I, I don't think John Durham's done. I really don't. Trump came out with a statement today. Our legal system is corrupt. Our judges and justices are highly partisan, compromised, or just plain scared. Our borders are open. Our elections are rigged. Inflation is rampant. Gas prices and food costs are through the roof. Our military leadership is woke. Our country is going to hell. And Michael Sussman is not guilty. How's everything else doing? Enjoy your day. 
Um, this is Jonathan Turley. This is cut one. Jonathan Turley was on with Brett Bear about a week ago uh, talking about how this was going to be an uphill climb for uh, the Durham camp to prevail in this trial. The problem for Durham is the jury and the judge. I mean, he's facing a jury that has three Clinton donors, an AOC donor, and a woman whose daughter is on the same sports team with Sussman's daughter. I mean, the exception of randomly selecting people out of the DNC headquarters, you could not come up with a worse jury. <laughs> yep. And that pretty much sums it up. And remember, this is Jonathan Turley. That He's not a Republican. He testified uh, during the Trump impeachment trial on behalf of Trump's defense. But he said, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. Right. I voted for Hillary Clinton. Right. So Jonathan Turley's uh, objective, he's probably the only objective guy you hear on TV when it comes to legal issues. As we go to break, speaking of Hillary Clinton, uh, let's go to break with a little Eagles music. I can't change who I am. I, I, I knew that. I knew that I am not someone who will say things that aren't true, that will not take responsibility. I've been around a long time. I am what I am. And I didn't want to be not telling the truth. did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material, so I'm certainly well aware uh, of the uh, classification uh, requirements and uh, did not uh, send classified material. <laughs> 